0: This podcast is called Obsessed, Joseph Scrimshaw and his
1: guest, get some secrets off their chest, you should listen, it's the best! Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw, I'm sitting in my home with the other person who lives in this home and the other person who is on this podcast, it's Sarah Scrimshaw. Hello! Hello! How are we, do you think? (laughs) Ha ha ha!
0: I find that to be a
1: stressful question. It is um, a stressful question.
0: Yeah, because I, I think we are, you know, doing well, all things considered. Yeah.
1: You know what? In fact, as of tomorrow, as we record this, uh, I will be two weeks after my second shot, so I'll be fully vaccinated. Woo-hoo, woohoo. So try to, if I forget, feel free to remind me, but I want to retire asking, how are you? And I'll ask instead, at the beginning of the podcast, just a totally random question.
0: Oh, like, well, that's exciting. Yeah. Okay.
1: Like, you know, what what is the color of fun? And things like that. Just <laughs> surprise random questions.
0: I like it. I like it already.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. We're going to get right into this this week. This is really fun because this is one of our episodes where the obsession is yours. I have some interests uh, in some experiences, but you are the person who is much more obsessed than me on this topic, and it is soundtracks. So first, I want to offer, as we do at the beginning of almost all of our podcasts, any caveats you want to offer, (laughs) and then I'll ask my first question.
0: Uh, Yeah, so I was um, thinking about this today and had that wonderful realization that I often have, um, as anybody who listens to this will know, of like, oh, yes, I really want to talk about this, but there's so much more I want to know and so many other things I want to listen to, and why haven't I done this, and shouldn't I have done this by now, so... For me, my caveat is: I'm really excited to see where this obsession is going to turn after we're done with this podcast.
1: Oh, good, interesting. Yeah. The discoveries that you might make uh, along the way, or yeah, after e- exactly, <laughs> or exactly. as soon as we hit stop on the recording, <laughs> sudden epiphanies. That is the way of things. Uh, how exactly do you define soundtracks? Like when you hear a soundtrack, say soundtrack, uh, does that mean to you uh, both like the the score of, of a movie as well as like A collection that'll be like uh, songs or music from, but not an actual orchestral score.
0: Yeah, so I use the term loosely. Okay. Um,
1: Oh, it's a loose obsession. Nice, my favorite.
0: (laughs) Um, To include both. I don't include, uh, you know, sometimes there'll be an album that's released that is kind of like songs inspired by or we're really like okay one of these songs was in the end credits and none of the other songs (laughs) were part of this soundtrack or the score i don't include those for myself that's my, my own personal definition but i'm not um you know soundtrack or score whether it's just the instrumental exactly as it is played during the film or if it's the like symphonic version or if it's songs that exist you know the um those songs version i i accept them all you
1: accept it all all right yep and when you think of soundtrack for you does that include like uh musicals oh or is that like a different thing to you
0: so i guess i was thinking of this as film soundtracks which actually could yes include uh yes that could include um musicals
1: but you're accepting that as a technical definition that's not what you meant in your heart when we were talking about what we should talk about and you're like soundtracks you are talking about when you think of soundtracks this is your obsession <laughs> not what is the dictionary definition of uh in in your um fandom mm-hmm. you are talking about music not musicals
0: you know i am but this is gonna be a fun one because you're gonna f- we're gonna find out all of us together that this is a really that's a really muddy line for me because actually some of my examples are our musicals
1: (laughs) well let's get into the mud then um I really like uh soundtracks and scores and I have a few that I have listened to my my collection of music is kind of random like I will get something uh, on a whim or somebody will give give me something and then I think because uh they're really attached to writing projects or to little eras of my life I will kind of listen to them obsessively (laughs) and then move on so I have a like a handful of soundtracks and scores uh that I like and I'm familiar with but in general I I am nowhere near an expert on it so and I think I sometimes with orchestral like scores Mm -hmm. uh I sometimes struggle to verbalize what I mean when I'm trying to describe a part of it or why I like it so I'm just curious uh for you how do you think about or describe to yourself or other people what you like in a score or a soundtrack? How do you, oh,
0: wow! you know,
1: I guess for me, like uh, just as an example about what I'm talking about, there is a cue in uh, Attack of the Clones. There we go. Not very far into the podcast. Let's see. Oh, about five minutes. I mentioned Star Wars. <laughs> uh, there's a cue in Attack of the Clones uh, after spoilers. Uh, Anakin's mother has died. And he is filling with rage and making the decision to attack and kill the Tuscan Raiders. And here, I'm, this is going to be a perfect example. There is, uh, I don't know how it's made, maybe the little violin string run. Uh, I would try to describe it to people one-on-one when I was working with other people to make music for shows or sketches or whatever. and like, I want that. Anakin's gonna lose it with the violins and they're like what are you talking about <laughs> like you know it's kind of a classic and I'm not good at uh making the noises with my mouth too so like I have a hard time communicating uh I can sum up what I like but I have a hard time like describing pieces and parts of the music mm-hmm. so how does that work for you for somebody who has better musical understanding and a uh, larger knowledge of soundtracks
0: Wow, I still feel like I fail constantly at communicating with other people about it because i have I have enough of a layperson's understanding of music to feel like I should know more, but I actually know you know nothing about film composing and the process that goes into it and um, all of that. And so I feel like you know it's one of those things. I think I use this example a lot, where you know enough to to feel like you might know how to say something, but you don't actually know enough to say what you're trying to say. And sometimes I think just muddy the water more. I feel like that's about where I'm at. (laughs) See, I'm so far in the mud on this
1: one. This is going to be a very muddy (laughs) podcast. This is great. Okay. When you think about soundtracks Mm -hmm. in like a passage that you like, um, like I know that you like the wonder woman Mm -hmm. soundtrack for the, the first film, um, in the main theme, with, I believe it's a cello, right?
0: Yep, an electric cello. An
1: electric cello. Like, when you think of that uh, that phrase that Wonder Woman's about to start fighting, uh, do, you, do you attribute musical uh, language to it? Or do you just kind of think of it emotionally as like, it's the Wonder Woman's gonna kick ass uh, music? Or do you think of it as like, ah, yes, that great minor chord with the electric cello, you know?
0: <laughs> I don't do that. I sometimes wish I did. Um, okay, that one's fascinating, which I hadn't thought about. But as you mentioned it, and I thought that that might be where you're going. I do a combination of, in my brain, imagining both the, um, like, a flourish of notes. Mm. But also I imagine them moving in a way that's kind of like uh, a dance movement.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever realized I did that. But I when I think about that cello. It's like a shape in my mind.
0: Yeah, me thats me too. It's totally a shape. And it's a shape that has, it's like, it's a gif.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a gif. Yeah, it's like a gif of energy. Yeah. <laughs> there, that thing makes things very clear, right? <laughs> Music <laughs> is a gif of energy. We're all set. In my mind. Perfect. Well, now we have all of the language we need to very fluidly describe our experiences with soundtracks. Uh, as we always do, let's go back to the early days. What are your early memories of soundtracks? um in and why do you think they did they speak to you at a young age and why?
0: yeah, so i I feel like they did. but I so I was this is the one of the things I was trying to think about when I was driving to work this morning, knowing we were going to talk about this. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I should think about this because I usually forget. Um, <laughs> and I honestly don't remember what my first like soundtrack experience was or when I first remember became aware of soundtracks um, I in fact reached out to my parents today because I was emailing them about something else and I was just like hey so I remember we had you know I, we had a record player too but we I remember we had a reel to reel player which I remember because I remember being fascinated by the work it was to you know like put it on the reels and then rewind it and all of that wow and, I, um, and so I was, but I was wondering if part of that was that we had a soundtrack and I don't remember what we, what we had and, and they didn't remember off the top of their heads. Um, I feel like pretty, well, here's the other thing as I feel like I probably heard maybe not soundtracks, but at least um, excerpts from soundtracks yeah. before I saw movies.
1: Oh, wow. I'm,
0: I'm fairly certain of that because I'm, I'm sure I had heard, um, probably like the Star Wars theme. Yeah. I feel like I heard probably like a John Williams medley or something like with Close Encounters of the, of the Third Kind. Um, I'm sure I heard Henry Mancini early on. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I know fairly early on I had heard The Sound of Music, <laughs> which is right <like laughs> with musicals, because it was very specifically the um, Julie Andrews, so it was, it was very much the movie soundtrack, not the musical soundtrack, and they are you know, obviously different singers, but also some different songs. Okay. Um, so I, I have very strong memories of kind of those types of pieces, but I don't know. But I think to me early on, it was like, I was a little kid and m- my parents are absolute music lovers. And so they would often have music on and, you know, it would often be the radio, but it would often be records or something. And so that was part of the music that was on in my childhood.
1: Okay. So it, this is, I, I don't want to say this in an overly cute way, but do you feel like soundtracks were a soundtrack to your childhood? I was just about to say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, I mean, it was a, a wide range of things. We certainly didn't only listen to soundtracks. And I don't know, honestly, how many things it was that I, like if we even had any albums other than I know we had The Sound of Music. But um, I don't know for sure if we had other things or if I just, you know, they be, they were recognizable and then I... Certainly with things like um, Star Wars, those come back often and you see the film. So when that connection started being made in my brain, I honestly don't remember.
1: Yeah. OK. And if you'd heard some of these themes before you'd even seen the films, did you have any film experience where you're like, wow, it's the music from around home, <laughs> but now it's in the movie?
0: You know, I think that I have. Um certainly since then, because I think there's a lot of um you know kind of soundtracks from movies that came out like in the 70s or something that I didn't see, yeah, because I wasn't you know alive <laughs> um and but I grew up hearing on the radio or whatever and now since then we've watched movies I'm like, oh, Hey, it's that one.
1: <laughs> it's that one.
0: And a lot of things I've still never seen that I know I feel like I know the music intimately but I have no idea what the context is in the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, you and I watched Jaws many years ago now, but I had never seen it because I was it was, you know, the wrong age and anyway, it doesn't really matter why. But by the time you get to that music that is famous, right? That you cannot get through life, especially when I was growing up without hearing that it almost it works great in the film, obviously, but it it's almost feels like the movie is goofing on itself, like <laughs> because like uh, oh Jaws is doing the Jaws theme. was like it, you know, but knowing I always knew that came from that movie mm-hmm. that that was the uh, the shark might be their music, but then when you actually see it paired with the movie, it is really weird to have experienced something like a soundtrack that can absolutely be its own experience, its own art
0: you know, mm-hmm. ripped
1: from the thing that it was originally combined with, it's a weird experience to go backwards then and then see it attached to the thing it was originally attached to.
0: Yeah, totally. And I had the same experience because I think when we watched it, it was the first time either of us had seen the movie.
1: Yeah, and that was definitely like oh oh that's oh that's from that that's from oh that's from that too oh that's from that as well oh got Good. it got it but
0: everything is from jaws
1: everything is from jaws that's big. <laughs> that's my new life advice book for 5 year olds right everything is from jaws kids it's okay um so leaping forward mm-hmm. What are just some of your favorite soundtracks? Um, why do they speak to you? Feel free to oh. list as many or <laughs> as few as you want.
0: Yeah, gosh, there's so many. And I, I'm going to throw in one thing. Be- Please do. And this is part of the answer. Um, but I realize as you're talking about hearing, um, hearing the soundtracks and then seeing the movies after. Um, I played uh, in both band and orchestra in high school. And especially for marching band, uh, our marching band was a, um, we were a field marching band, not a street marching band. Um, And we played a lot of soundtracks. And so I have very strong memories of playing, actually, did we play Jaws? (laughs) Oh, I bet. Lots of marching bands do. Um, But I remember we played, I don't know, maybe my senior year in high school, um, Jurassic Park. Oh wow! And so whenever I hear the Jurassic Park music now, or watch a Jurassic Park movie, and the like main themes come in, um, and side note, fun note, uh, you know this because you are my partner friend, uh, but I in band play the oboe, mm-hmm. and you cannot play oboes in marching bands. You and, can't march
1: with a double wood, right? Is that a double reed? A double reed, okay. Because
0: <laughs> it's all woods. So if you you know, okay, trip, you're gonna stick yourself with. You know, I read through your mouth. mouth stab and, yourself yeah. with reeds. Yep. Yeah, I don't not know. That's good. what I was told, but that was the reason why. So, um in our school, the um, the oboes and bassoons, we were all relegated to the to the percussion.
1: <laughs> relegated. <laughs> Sorry,
0: not no. Male- I loved it. Are you kidding? Like, I secretly wanted to be a percussionist. So this was like second dream come true. So did you
1: play the triangle on Jurassic Park? Is that where this is going?
0: No. So we played the um, the. Uh, the bells um i'm now i'm blanking on what they're called when you march with the the oh you know, the, the big giant no the like it's like the xylophone
1: oh okay yeah
0: um or marimba but it's the marching band version where you've got the big harness okay and so in it was i am not saying that like the um the, i mean percussion is one of the hardest ones like the quad players were my heroes. Are you kidding? <laughs> but all of the oboe players, uh, you know, there are usually three or so of us, we would all be in the, um, you know, the bells section. Wow. And so I just have such strong memories of being out on the field, like practicing, be hot, you know, on a like a Saturday morning before school started or something. Just doing the like, you know, nar, 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 nar. and and it's horrible sounding because they, you know,
1: right because you're outside pieces. and everything's floating and
0: yeah, I mean the bells, my my ability oh, yeah. on the bells and like they just were a little bit out of tune probably and all that and you know they they were marching band instruments they got banged around a
1: lot yeah they're walking banging instruments yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah so that's just kind of a fun different way of how um. Some of the uh, movie melodies, I think, have gotten into my head through, throughout the years.
1: Yeah, no, that's is really different. Getting to play them. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you, uh, yeah, how does that affect you? Because I've had a very weird experience in life, uh, especially in my younger days uh, when I was in our art school and doing a lot more visual art, that I would just feel things differently after I drew them. Like it was just this the kind of like this intimacy. Mm-hmm. Like even if it was just like a specific tree on campus. Like there's... a there there is a like emerging a with mm-hmm. the thing because you have to like understand it better or like um even like things like Frank Sinatra's face like i i drew uh pictures of Sinatra for a couple of art things and then for a cartoon so i like i had sort of like studied his face
0: mm-hmm.
1: so how how does that affect you when you hear something that you played
0: i think especially i mean and i like many things in life some things really suck with me and some You'd be like Sarah. You played this like twenty times. I'd be like, did I? Interesting. <laughs> I don't remember that. Um, but for the ones that stuck with me, they—it's like they're—they're they're in my body in a different way. Like mm. I just like it's like a sense memory. Okay. So then when I hear them, because we're watching a movie or because the soundtrack is being played on the radio or whatever, um, it's like the energy that's flowing through my body changes slightly
1: right right it's just a very different thing to hear music versus to have had music come from you right mm-hmm. it's just very different and I guess yeah. I experienced that with playing the drums too of like that you experience strong songs differently when you have you know been a part of sort of recreating them mm-hmm. you know yeah inside the song in a certain way yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. I so think when that's a you
1: hear the Jurassic Park theme, you don't think about dinosaurs in terror. You think about out-of-tune bells. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm in high school on a, in the marching band on a football field. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Time to march. Jurassic March will be a news film where just dinosaurs chase a marching band. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, okay, thank you for sharing that because that is a huge part of, uh, of your relationship with soundtracks. Yeah,
0: yeah. I actually I hadn't realized how much it is because... That was very much what we did there. And then for orchestra, I don't think we usually got to play things, but I think we did every once in a while play some or band. Maybe we played things like, um, uh, you know, if like Henry Mancini is a composer that did a lot of films, a lot of films, and certainly would be one that, you know, we would play in, in band or orchestra. and you know, some of those things. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay.
1: So then as you're, you're getting to be an adult and you choose what you listen to, Yeah. Um, what what are the soundtracks that you have listened to a lot? What what makes them special to you?
0: Yeah. So, the, gosh, there's there's so many. And then also I do have this thing where sometimes I don't want to listen. <laughs> I'll, I'll answer your question. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> I really will. Um. Sometimes I don't want to listen to something too much because I don't want to... Um, I want to keep it special, right? But ones that I've listened to a lot, or really enjoyed. Will kind of bring them all together. Yeah,
1: because you can also tell me the ones that you've listened to once and then locked away forever <laughs> in your heart. That's fine too.
0: Um, for some reason, I listened to the soundtrack a lot of um the movie Sense and Sensibility. Okay. Um, is kind of a a weird one, but I had the CD, so that that might be part of it. Uh, I didn't have you know that many cds and, and it was still in the day when you got things on cds um and it was just it was it was really good for a lot of different moods and a lot mm. of different situations so i I remember um listening to that one a lot and then the delight when i because i'd kind of forgotten about it for years and then um the composer of that one patrick doyle i believe is his name also composed uh the first thor movie Oh wow! And so finding some of those fun connections of like, oh yeah, no, I can totally see that, and so that's certainly one. Um, I really like the the Gregson Williams brothers. Okay, Rupert and Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Rupert Gregson Williams did do the Wonder Woman score, as you mentioned earlier, which is just plain one of my favorite scores. Period. Yeah, Um, and that's one that I go back and forth. Sometimes I really want to listen to it, but to me, it's a little bit more. Event listening as opposed to background listening, right?
1: And that that main Wonder Woman theme though is Hans, Hans Zimmer, Zimmer. Right? Yep, Okay. Yeah, that
0: was from Justice League. Justice League, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, or not Justice or just, League? Yeah, Batman, Batman v, v Superman: Colon Dawn of Justice. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know the very easy to remember title. Um, I, I'm interested. I definitely want to hear more soundtracks, but I don't want to just uh, blaze through them. I want to dig into oh, them yes. and get muddy. Yeah. When you say Wonder Woman is one of my just favorites, why? How how does it speak to you? What does it make you feel? What draws you back to it?
0: I think part of it for me for that one, honestly, is that I was looking forward to the movie. And having I wasn't necessarily thinking a lot about the score ahead of time. Like, I don't necessarily be like. Yeah, I think this movie is gonna have a great soundtrack. Like I'd expect them all to have good soundtracks, but I just wasn't thinking about it. And then I was so blown away by the score to that movie that I and how much to me it elevated a lot of the parts of the movie that I really liked. Okay. Um and just the the depth and the creativity within the score. Um it's just one that I think impacted me in a way that was unexpected. And that's part of why it sat with me so much.
1: Yeah. Did it hold some of the emotion from the movie? Oh, totally. You? Like the, the, when you're obviously there are some moments in that movie that are extremely well done and extremely emotional. And, and a lot of people had emotional reactions to very specific scenes. Mm-hmm. And that was one where you were happy to sort of go with, on the emotional roller coaster with the music.
0: Oh, absolutely, because you get, you know, everything from um, spoilers for the movie for people who haven't seen it, but, um, you know, from when Diana crosses the uh, trenches and Mm. goes across uh, No Man's Land is just an amazing, to me, amazingly powerful moment in the film. Amazingly powerful moment musically, um, all the way through to that wonderful scene in that village and the music for that one also, like, it's, I just feel like... Like I the
1: think, the sort of the happy time after she's rescued the village? Yes. Yeah. Yes,
0: the happy time in the village before the sad time in the village.
1: <laughs> Both good music, but the happy music is a different experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think I just, um, you know, I'm sure part of it is tied to how much I enjoyed the film with that one in particular.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I just really, um, yeah, it just it is one that really speaks to me yeah and I just think was masterfully done
1: yeah when do you listen to the Wonder Woman soundtrack when you have is this a driving thing is this a I am I'm at work or I'm working on something at home but I have headphones in and I don't want lyrics but I want music like when do you listen to it
0: yeah so that one um kind of the year after the movie came out I listened to it a fair amount okay um often while I was driving it's a good driving one um that's a hard one for me. I don't listen to music while I'm working that often. Um I find it distracts me, and I also a lot of my work involves <laughs> talking to other people. so <laughs> that would be rude. Um so i that doesn't isn't usually one of the places where I listen to music. Um, yeah, so driving or if I was just kind of um like doing things around our home and just kind of wanted some music on both to enjoy the music, but also, kind of do a little a little tidying where I wouldn't get too distracted by the music and wouldn't get too distracted by the tidying yeah Um, you know like yeah
1: yeah and we've had some nice uh, uh, tidy to soundtrack days (laughs) exactly here in our home Uh, and you you are such a kind of a you watch and and, uh, especially nowadays with like the Disney plus shows you'll be up on being able to check them out and like you want to listen to the next five episodes of The Mandalorian mm-hmm. <laughs> while, while we dust. is really, really fun yeah, to, right? to create a different experience. Any other uh, soundtracks <laughs> from the course of your life that pop to you as like a big favorite?
0: Oh, I mean, well, I can't not talk about John Williams.
1: Well, let's let's talk about John Williams <laughs>
0: um, because I I mean, he is a giant amongst uh, composers, um, film composers and So much of his music, I feel like, especially for people who are, you know, around our age is, was written by him. So I feel like he has written the soundtrack to a lot of the defining movies of our lives, of people our age's lives. Yeah. Um, You know, everything from Star Wars to E.T. to, um, he did Indiana Jones, right? Yes, he did. To Indiana Jones. To to the first Harry Potter Potter movies. To, you know, so like all of these things... Um, like, I just feel like, I mean, I'm going to go over the top for a moment, but I think it is only a little bit over the top, at least for me is I, to the impact that his music has had on my life and therefore who I am, I think, um, would be really easy to overlook, but I think it would be, I think it is a very large impact Yeah, for me at least.
1: Yeah, I mean the power of John Williams' music in Star Wars. I've mm-hmm. thought about and talked about a lot, but I love that what you're saying the way you're describing uh the power of it being not just associated to all these different movies, but in growing up around all of them, it's almost like his music is so pervasive that they are attached to emotions mm-hmm. or experiences that are that can be sort of They can be a part of the movies. We can talk about them a part of the movies. But you could almost kind of separate it out. And I think for a lot of people of like, well, uh, the spirit of adventure sounds like the Indiana Jones theme. Totally. Uh, The spirit of magic and mystery sounds like the Harry Potter theme. Yeah. The spirit of knowing you're meant for something else and that there is a bigger world out there. That is the force theme from Star Wars. Like You could separate them out from the moments in the film. And just be like these are uh, these are how uh, a large swath of humans process this emotion. Absolutely. This bit of soundtrack.
0: I mean, sadness and the theme from Schindler's List. Yeah. Is I think a huge one that a lot of people probably haven't seen Schindler's List, but know that. But that haunting melody comes with that type of you know haunting sadness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just and-
0: naturally into our souls.
1: Yeah, and there's just so much of of John Williams. That's absolutely great. Do you have a favorite uh piece or a favorite anything when it comes to John Williams' music?
0: <laughs> uh, so all of it. I mean, not all of it actually, but so much. I can't. I just can't. Yeah. You know, I I as soon as I start five <laughs> others are climbing up the hill like it's Yeah.
1: Well I think I'll 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 say this. Okay. I think that uh oh, so there there's a bunch of John Williams stuff that is like yes of course it's you know the the imperial theme that is that is the sound of you know uh, uh, uh oppression right mm-hmm. in a, a, a regime coming to oppress you. Um Duel of the Fates is going to just always be one of the all-time greats uh from Phantom Menace. I think as time goes by and and it maybe even separates out a little bit more from the movie and just becomes one of the featured on all of the best of John Williams, <laughs> uh, probably not CDs anymore, but Spotify lists. I think Ray's theme from The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. uh, and then the just bonkers, amazing job he does reinterpreting Ray's theme multiple different ways to complete her journey in The Rise of Skywalker, where you have like that it is so. Uh, bittersweet but in bare but hopeful and forward-moving when it, it is played over, you know, the little mini film that introduces us to Ray in, in The Force Awakens and then you come to Rise of Skywalker and it is the these sort of like uh uh, just resilient version of i'm not going to give up there's the like action-packed i'm going to keep kicking ass there's the the sad dark can i get through it all version it ray's theme is just amazing
0: yeah no that is that is on my inverted mountain of favorite
1: (laughs) fair enough fair enough well i go ahead Oh, I, you took a breath I, in, so I didn't want to I actually, make sure I, for
0: once, was just breathing.
1: Just breathing. Yeah. Okay. I was going to talk about John Williams a little bit later, but I'm going to come to this now. Okay. Uh, and we'll go back for other questions. Okay. Um, so y- we were lucky enough to go to a great John Williams concert at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. Uh, <laughs> just the comedy of it. There was a ton of people uh, who had Star Wars paraphernalia. There were people, uh, you know, selling knockoff toy lightsabers uh, and i bought one uh a lot of other people in harry potter robes mm-hmm. and it was a great show uh but it wasn't until the encore that he did any star wars music and people went nuts and then i laughed but i felt bad uh because all of every, i remember like the one of the people next to us were just like john williams is very good at music and then the star wars music started and screams and you know hundreds of lightsabers, toy lightsabers igniting and that person just being like, whoa, Jesus, what the, whoa. uh And then feeling bad for the people leaving in Harry Potter robes, and all the Star Wars people like, yeah, we got it! And then people in the right. Harry Potter robes. Because they didn't play anything from Harry Potter. There's no yeah. Harry Potter. Not even a the-
0: Hedwig's f- theme, No, nope. which is also on my list.
1: <laughs> also on your list. So uh, there was just the comedy of that. But what I wanted to specifically ask you about, um, that evening was not just a concert, it was like a a story about John Williams' career Mm -hmm. and his legacy and really reviewing this story that uh, for a long time, the more proper traditional world of uh, orchestral music was a little bit more highbrow Mm -hmm. in this. it's orchestral, but it's for a movie was kind of lowbrow. And John Williams, amazing work, uh, particularly on, on the first star Wars really bridged that gap where he got invited to actually be you know, uh, a conductor, right? Um, mm-hmm. And really, he kind of single-handedly erased that highbrow, lowbrow gap that exists in so many art forms and brought movie music to being accepted in the world of, in, in like the proper orchestra world, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's probably depends on, I think there's still people on both sides probably. About, but much more accepted.
1: Much more accepted. Yeah. Like it's played, right? It's a big part of, uh I, it it can be a big part of seasons right
0: i think it can be i i i don't know i mean i'm not in the classical orchestra world yeah um i i think there's i think it is much more accepted than it used to be and it's his music and also his conducting of the boston pops
1: yeah and i guess maybe that's a, that he bridged that gap of mm-hmm. like well if he can have a foot in both worlds yeah maybe oh. movie music is not so beneath the other world
0: totally totally cuz i think otherwise it was really only admired when it was somebody who was already established and i'm again totally not, this is not a thing that i know this is my very rough understanding um is when there were already established classical composers um like i think Aaron copeland did some filmmaking and Shostakovich, and you know people who were okay. already within accepted within that world and then did a film that was like okay well maybe maybe we'll look at this one
1: <laughs>
0: is my understanding and again uh, this is one of the things I look forward to looking into more. Yeah, yeah. So well, much to learn.
1: I was curious how you felt, uh, e- even if it uh, if it is possible that I'm overstating it in my zealousness for this uh, point, because I was really affected by it. Uh, how do you feel about that story, about what that says oh. about art or soundtracks or the, the divide between, you know, you're a fan of classical music as well. You know, how does that affect you to, to hear about sort of um, cultural wrestling with dividing uh classical music from very seminal, similar movie music.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I and I'm not trying to undercut um, what you were saying or what he did. I think it's amazing, and it is largely thanks to him um, and bridging the worlds in a few different ways, uh, both the, you know, orchestral amazeness of amazeness. Nice <laughs> new word, new word, uh, of his music and also, you know, being a conductor and then, him getting to conduct his own music but other people wanting to conduct it too so i think um yeah i mean i think again the bridge cannot be understated and i think i mean that's one of the things that i find fascinating about film soundtracks is so many of them defy description yeah because some of them work really well with um classical music but some are you know they're pops but if you say that but they're not like a pop song but some are (laughs) <laughs> and some have elements of jazz, but not totally like they're so they're both their own thing. And they're a little bit of everything, depending on which, you know, soundtrack you're talking about. Yeah. And I I love that, which is I'm sorry, kind of going a little bit off your question. No, that's just fine. But um, no, I mean, I again, like we cannot under overstate um, <laughs> the impact of John Williams. Yeah, I just I just don't think we can.
1: Yeah, I think I was just really uh, affected by that story because I have so many strong opinions from life experiences of, uh, you know, this thing that happens in art. And like that art is the home of uh, creativity and expression and the let's look at it from a different perspective. And yet uh, our human foibles (laughs) are ever present and both in uh, art I've enjoyed and art I've been a part of creating it's always been that, that desire to label things mm-hmm. and, to, and to put things in, in boxes. And that to me was just such a great and beautiful story of maybe that not happening as much mm-hmm. because here's this person who just makes undeniably powerful music. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I really do think John Williams' music is, yeah, I mean, if you're a huge Indiana Jones fan, that theme is, that's the Indiana Jones theme and it, it's tied to that meaning. But if a movie called Indiana Jones had never, ever been made and that piece of music existed exactly as it is, it would still, I think, stir very similar emotions. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It is just incredibly powerful and affecting all by itself. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think having a story where, you know, some of the labels got uh, torn off and just the thing is appreciated for the thing that it is.
0: Yeah. And I love that. That yeah. part of it in particular, I absolutely love.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I still feel uh, sorry for the Harry Potter fans. <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, so, I want to talk a little bit about about soundtracks uh, as uh, soundtracks for activities or for times in your life. Do yeah. you have a soundtrack that has become that you've listened to so much or so often or so specifically that it has become stripped of the film in your life and you? You think of it in a different way because you've experienced like that. This is the taxes music or this is the uh, 98, uh, you know, or this quarter of college music to you.
0: Yeah. Um there's a few songs in that Sense and Sensibility soundtrack that I think when I was teaching dance classes, I used to use for certain types of movements because they had the right rhythm. Okay. So they were, but now it's been long enough that I've lost some of those, but they were the right thing for like, okay, this is how we're going to do this movement across the floor. It's there. That soundtrack is like deep in my brain. Yeah. Um, yeah. Taxes. If I listen to music, sorry, that's Vivaldi I have to listen to for taxes.
1: <laughs> really? The Vivaldi you... and the four deductions that you...
0: Um, so I, well, I guess not, I don't have to listen. There's most music I cannot listen to when I'm doing taxes. Okay. Um, but one year... And Cold, I
1: uh, focused, perhaps frustrated silence goes with taxes.
0: It does. I get too distracted, otherwise, to the music. Yeah. But one year I was trying to listen to music, and this is a total san- tangent from soundtracks, but I was working on taxes, and um, and I think I've been listening to a lot of Bach, which works well because a lot of Bach is very um, numeric-based, mm-hmm. you know, you've got all the rhythms, and I think Vivaldi was similar uh, because I was trying to, <laughs> let's talk about Chamber, we actually should talk about Concerto Grosso sometimes, as one of my obsessions it'd be about 10 minutes, and the answer is, I really like them, I don't know why,
1: done. Okay, mini song. Uh- <laughs> bonus episode of Obsessed. <laughs>
0: I was trying to listen to um, a CD of concertos by uh, Corelli and could not focus. And so I switched to this one by Vivaldi and I was like, oh, I can do this. Okay. Vivaldi is my new, like, taxes music. But really the best taxes music for me is either new music or Bach.
1: Bach. Okay. Nice. Now, in in Bach is because of the mathematics behind Bach?
0: Only certain Bach. Like, I can't do any Bach that has singing. It has to be um, sometimes some of the cantatas... Um, anything that's a little bit more like one instrument doesn't get too in there. I think I've listened to some like quartets or something.
1: Okay. Uh, but it is for you about like staying in a specific rhythm or a specific emotion that matches the activity.
0: I have no idea, but it works well for my brain and nothing else works (laughs) for when I'm like that I can listen to when I'm doing taxes.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I've uh, fluctuated a lot with uh, writing about Mm when I, when I listen and I've got, in general i have this with all music uh some soundtracks that i listen to them so obsessively during specific periods of time that like sometimes like 20 years later i'm like the i, I that's but that's i that's writing uh my friend's show in 2002 music <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't listen to that. You're like, the soundtrack to Scream is writing sketch comedy in 2001. I can't listen to that right now. It's not <laughs> 2001 and I'm not writing sketch comedy. Like, really, really gets married to it. So I sometimes, like, want to be a little bit careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now it hasn't been working super well for me to listen to music with lyrics uh, unless, it's a, unless it's a real match. So I have been listening to more soundtracks to write to. And in particular, I've really been enjoying the uh, solo soundtrack uh, by John Powell, right?
0: John Powell with the medley by John Williams that introduced some of the themes.
1: The Yeah, the, he yeah he wrote Han's theme mm-hmm. that I think then John Powell uh, picked pieces out of. Yep. Uh, but a ton of stuff that just is John Powell's uh, creation as well. Oh, all of the rest uh, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's really great. And that's great driving music too.
0: Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm amazed that you can work to – I love the solo soundtrack. Um, Absolutely. I mean, that's another one that, gosh, I mean, I can could... – Keep going about them forever. But uh, yeah, but I cannot, I cannot work to that one because I get too distracted by the music.
1: Yeah, they released and I, I purchased the expanded version, uh, which that one was a little bit harder because it was almost more uh keyed to the actual movie. Mm-hmm. And I was going on the emotional roller coaster, <laughs> <Right>? you know, <laughs> and I think that's a part of it is uh, another thing that's been really successful for me writing wise is I kind of want music where I can stay in the same general emotional tone so that my writing isn't affected mm. <laughs> by the up and down swings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like, yeah, I've been working on a bunch of different things that are horror related, that are quirky horror or just straight up combination of horror and comedy, but a lot of horror. And I've really been enjoying writing to uh, John Carpenter's mm.
0: soundtracks
1: and... Uh, both the ones that are from some of his films and his like lost themes were like, I wrote these and then never found a place for them. Yeah. Uh, Oh, how fun. Because those stay in a general like mood and energy and it matches what I'm writing. And Mm -hmm. then it works really well for me.
0: Yeah. I have sometimes, um, when I just kind of need to focus and, but not to get too distracted and it sometimes works and sometimes doesn't, the um, soundtrack to Arrival.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Uh, Because it's got, uh, kind of a, a pulsing
1: yeah. thing
0: to it that just kind of when I need part of my brain to shut off, honestly, like that part of my brain can just go pulse with the, you know, things that are going on. So arrival is like very arrival. slow dance music is what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, like in a certain way, like that part of my brain can just be like, okay, you go over there. The rest of us need to focus. And
1: <laughs> we're figuring out alien squiggles.
0: <laughs> and that that one sometimes works for me very well for that.
1: Okay, okay. For
0: the right kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know in general, you don't fall asleep to music. Did you <laughs> ever
0: uh, listen to
1: music as a as a winding down thing at night or a going to sleep thing?
0: Mm, not really. Not that I remember.
1: Okay. Interesting. Is that the, for me, that is one of the other big things is I, I think probably my favorite soundtrack of anything is uh, Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. Like, Uh the actual soundtrack to Twin Peaks is amazing. All of them, all the various iterations. uh, But Fire Walk With Me is just this amazing blend of moods that, for me, it is absolutely attached to the film. And when I watch the film, the music is a part of it. And there isn't any sort of uh, disconnect. Mm -hmm. But then also I have, like, this whole separate (laughs) years-long relationship with just the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I've fallen asleep to that at different periods of my life you know, many, many times and it starts out very bittersweet and moody and there's a lot of like different energy to it, but it is, it's almost amniotic. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's that kind of mood that uh, Lynch and Angelo Battlementi are very good at tapping into that almost feels like, shh, just listen to your subconscious, which even though the music is very dynamic, I still fall asleep to because it is just like that, shh, listen to your soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. Instead of listen to the music, you know?
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Excellent. So, um any other uh soundtracks that have become a soundtrack to activities for you?
0: Ooh, um I've really been enjoying the Birds of Prey soundtrack.
1: Ooh.
0: Um, for driving.
1: there's a lot of energy in that one right a lot of energy yeah because that's some uh orchestral right and a lot of just songs right
0: yeah and for that one i you kindly bought for me both the soundtrack and then also the version that has the the songs are all in the movie but it's it's the full versions of the songs right Um, Uh, yeah
1: music from yeah yeah yeah,
0: but without some of the without any of the instrumentals and which
1: one are you listening to when you're driving uh both okay nice nice Excellent. depends on my mood <laughs> yes that is definitely a don't cut somebody off while they're listening to the Birds of Prey soundtrack Yeah, <laughs> there's gonna be trouble yeah. um, cars in Los Angeles should have that just flashing on top of uh, like the car a little sign of what soundtrack they're listening to like, <laughs> that, one's, that person's listening to La La Land uh, they're probably going to be a polite driver. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's true. Sometimes when I'm getting too frustrated by traffic, I have I turn on the classical music station in hopes it will just calm me down a little bit.
1: <laughs> I think that is a very, very good plan. Uh, do you have a favorite song that is from a soundtrack that is vocals? That's very much, it's a part of the soundtrack, but it's not instrumental, it's vocals.
0: Wow. Um. I'm sure I do, but I can't think of one right now.
1: Okay. Do you ever sing along to uh, things that are instrumental? Do you ever like try to just uh, sing uh, the words Wonder Woman to any of the songs from Wonder Woman?
0: <laughs> um, no, but sometimes I'll like doot, doot, doot along to music <laughs> if I'm in the car driving.
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. I might make that request for the next time I'm riding while you're <laughs> driving if you could doot, doot, doot to uh, to any songs. Uh, but in general, when you think soundtrack, you are mostly thinking instrumental. Um, because that's everything that we've talked about so far.
0: Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of the soundtracks that I think of, um, you know, there was a while where I was very into some of the Disney soundtracks as well. Oh, wow. Um, some of the movies that were released in the 90s. Okay. Um, like Aladdin. Okay. Was one of them, um, which has those words. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, um sometimes there'll be like one or two songs that have words, right? So I, so absolutely. I mean, I really like those. I'm just not thinking of good examples right now. And most of the other ones that I can think of as examples actually do exist in that realm where they are also musicals, um, right? But for example, like I was very enthralled with for a period of time the um, soundtrack to the movie Evita. Oh, wow. With um, Madonna and Antonio Brandiras, I believe. I don't know. Um, and with, it, which is also a musical, but I'd never seen the musical. So okay. I was specifically obsessed with that. Another one, actually, that I was obsessed with for a fair amount of time was the soundtrack to Moulin Rouge.
1: Ooh, yeah, and that's got some singing, right?
0: Definitely does. <laughs> definitely, definitely does. Uh,
1: what kind of emotions or or uh, responses did you get to Moulin Rouge? What was that? <laughs> what, what what were you? Was that driving? Was that uh, taxes? Was that dancing?
0: I loved it because it was such a mishmash of excitement and despair and angst and happiness (laughs) and like you get everything it's all mixed together it's like a giant smorgasbord of all the emotions yeah and uh that was perfect
1: i think it's probably because it's uh partially the that the film is dealing in the lyrics are dealing with show business but yeah but moulin rouge the the soundtrack is even just like that feels like summer and uh theater festivals to me (laughs) there's glory there's rush there's fun there's tragedy there's anger (laughs) it's 3 a.m. and you're sad it's 7 p.m and you're happy (laughs) you're just so exhausted everything's going so well or is it um you have done dance performances to soundtracks i remember Mm -hmm. because you mentioned it on this podcast and also it has happened sometimes we're just watching a movie and you're like (gasps) oh and we have to pause (laughs) because like i danced to that (laughs)
0: that <laughs> totally has happened which is times. yeah
1: very interesting to have a completely different relationship to something and know it so well because again talk about being inside it where you you are we talked about seeing music as movement dance you're actually creating
0: that yeah. movement with your body yeah there's some pieces that um i think i didn't even know at the time were from movies and but sometimes i hear them like on the radio if they're playing like M- movie soundtrack morning or something and I won't know and I'll just be like oh but I need to I have to I have to move
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying I can't miss my cue and I'm always driving <laughs> <laughs> now so with that in mm-hmm. mind that you have danced to many a soundtrack if you could dance uh, to a, a soundtrack now a new dance something you haven't done before Ooh. what would you want to dance to
0: Ooh! wow wow gosh Gosh, you ask good questions. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna. <laughs> I might jump on that arrival one.
1: You you want to do the slow <laughs> pulsing? Maybe.
0: Well, here's why: is because it's
1: very modern dance, right?
0: One of the ones that's in my head is um that has come up is from the hours. Okay. The movie, The Hours. Okay. Um, that I've danced a part of the soundtrack from, and and that one is, it, it's got like slow client it's very slow so that's where my brain was was um just kind of very slow specific movement um wow wow so many things um
1: would you want to do something to like i know you like that wonder woman theme i I don't mean to keep bringing it back to that but it just
0: Hmm. actually no okay (laughs) no No, why not because it exists as its own thing in my head
1: and you don't want it to become this other thing Uh -uh. you don't want to have that other relationship to it
0: yeah like if i were the right piece um that complemented it or made it be its own thing in a different way. Yeah. Maybe, but that's, but I'm not drawn to that in that way. I think I get drawn to, um, because I, for myself get drawn to music that I want to dance to because it makes me want to move. Right. Whereas I think especially that like, um, you know, signature sound is like, that's so connected to that movie already.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you would want it to be a deeper cut if you're going to dance to a soundtrack.
0: Probably. Yeah. Plus if you get something that's very recognizable, it really has to be connected to that. Mm. Um, you know, like you're not going to dance to the Indiana Jones theme, hopefully <laughs> without <laughs> some understanding, or it's hilarious sometimes when your people are like, yeah, no one's going to know this. Okay. Not to the Indiana Jones theme. Right. But we have been at dance concerts together where somebody has been like, I found this thing that nobody knows. And we're like, Nope, actually, totally a video game that like 90% of your audience knows um, or a movie that That's the Super Mario knows. theme. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, I, so there's um, the risk of unintended consequences. Right. Or unintended uh, layerings, I think. So uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, having,
1: having watched a lot of dance and mm-hmm. talked to people about watching dance, a lot of times people come to dance if they're not regular audience members thinking it's to be deciphered. Rather than just watching it and letting it, you know, make you feel mm-hmm. and reacting to it. A lot of people like want to crack the code. Yeah. And figure out, is there a narrative? Is there something I'm supposed to be, you know, understanding? And, you know, dance is all different, obviously. But yeah, I can see how if somebody came in with a mindset of like, I'm going to crack the code of if this has a narrative or specific themes or what it means or how I'm supposed to react to it. uh if you were dancing the Indiana Jones theme, they would come in with a lot of baggage yeah. about what it's supposed to be <laughs> or mean. Of like, yeah, where's where's the whip? <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Yeah. Um, gosh, I mean, there's so there's so many there's so many composers, and I whenever I'm you know trying to think of something, I can't think of anybody. Uh, Trent Reznor has been doing a lot of really interesting film scoring. Yes. So I would actually love to find a, a piece that he's been doing.
1: Yeah, like you want to dance to the social network uh, soundtrack?
0: <laughs> I mean, again, there's that whole like, what's the connection? But I, so not necessarily. One of his, um, what's the the John Carpenter thing? The, the themes that hasn't been used?
1: Yeah, Lost Themes. Lost Themes. You want, want one of Trent Reznor's Lost Themes. Yeah, there we go. I think we could really pack the house for a dance show called <laughs> Trent Reznor's Lost Themes. Yeah. <laughs> and then people would really be looking for uh, the themes uh, in a the right. show called... Lost themes. I like it. I like (laughs) it. Uh, Well, just for my own edification then, the next time we hear a a soundtrack music, a a piece of soundtrack that uh, makes you want to move, I'd be very interested to see kind of like what that is. Yeah. What inspires that desire to move.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because for
1: me, it's often the sounds of adventure, right? Mm -hmm. Like the first two tracks on that solo uh, soundtrack are just uh, they're both like, all right, let's steal a car and go somewhere. <laughs> totally, not that I have ever done that, uh, <laughs> but it, but it inspires that forward movement. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: yeah, yeah, totally.
1: Um, people uh, sometimes talk about the soundtrack of their lives, as we have joked about on this very podcast. Uh, what kind of songs or music w- music would you want to be the soundtrack of your life? Like, not necessarily an existing one, mm-hmm. but if like if John Williams walked in our apartment, is like, I'm gonna write it. <laughs> <laughs> some themes for you. Do you want some doing a doing taxes song? <laughs> Do you want a going to bed song? Do you want a reading song? And John Williams was just offering.
0: Wow. To
1: write the music. Yeah. What kind of things would you try to tell him to give him direction?
0: Wow. I really want variety. Honestly, I think from talking through this. <laughs> the
1: Same old, same old Johnny W.
0: <laughs> well, so John Williams, um honestly, <laughs> I would like a um morning arising theme Ooh. you know kind of that whole like getting out of bed and starting your morning and what is that process and how is that process process different on days you go to work versus days you're at home or days you have other commitments elsewhere and kind of that whole process from from waking up to getting to the next thing yeah i i would love i would like john williams to, to write that please
1: uh, All right, and and what is the piece called?
0: uh What um, morning morning risings? What morning risings. Yeah. <laughs> morning rising.
1: Morning rising. Just one. Uh, yeah, I mean, just one. I don't really. You once I get, get out of bed, I don't go back to bed. <laughs> I've had some morning risings uh, where it's been multiple attempts uh, yeah. at rising. That's great. I love that. Um, if you could hire any composer to oh i kind of uh, uh asked that already <laughs> but let me ask this uh, specifically yeah what activity do you want music for beyond just uh waking up is there another activity mm. that you want that you feel like music would help you for
0: oh well help i feel like with? i've i've just given the perfect answer yeah um yeah. brushing my teeth
1: uh, no, with uh, the with Rupert Gregson-William and what, what's the other Gregson-William brother?
0: Um, I think I said Henry earlier, Henry. but I think it might actually be Harry.
1: Harry. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's three of them now and that's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think for brushing my teeth, um, Ludwig composer who oh, um, composed, yeah. is the composer for The Mandalorian, has done many other things as well. Um, composer for Black Panther. Yes. Also. Um, I think... His ability to come up with themes and different instruments is really amazing. Yeah. Uh, So I feel like that would be perfect for just the like, okay, brushing your teeth.
1: Yeah. No, that would be awesome. Yeah. And if if people are interested in soundtracks and haven't watched, uh, there's the Disney gallery behind the scenes making of shows. uh, And there's one for the first season of Mandalorian where they kind of break things down by episodes, uh, by, you know, pieces of the creative process. And the one about the soundtrack with Ludwig Gornson is utterly fascinating. Yeah. And I have probably never been more jealous in my life <laughs> of his process that it yeah. works out of like, well, I got this assignment and I talked to the creators and got all these ideas about tone and intent. And uh, then I just went away to a beautiful, weird little cabin place that was chock full of every kind of musical instrument imaginable. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, uh, it's just, it's really, really inspiring because I think music is definitely one of those things where it it, it takes a huge amount of technical skill, right? Mm -hmm. But that technical skill is in service of finding something just like very true and very soulful.
0: Right, because when you have that amount of technical skill, then you can play and create. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and when you listen to something like the Mandalorian theme, I absolutely love. And that was when also where, like, people bumped in, like, it's, it's kind of different for Star Wars music, and I don't know if I like it. And then, like, five minutes later, you know, the Star Wars fan community that generally isn't on the same page about much, I think a lot of the community is on the same page about loving that theme now. It's, mm-hmm. you know, powerful. Yeah. Uh, and then he's just like, well, I just thought, what if I did like this? Probably is one part of the theme. Like, and then I came over to the drums, and what if I did this? And then I added a few notes from this weird electronic thing, and what if I did this? And it is one of those things that reminds you with something like soundtracks that, you know, if you listen to them again and again, and you deconstruct them, we can almost deify them, right? Of like, they're this absolutely amazing, technical, artistic creation, but that just seeing him describe it that way, just always just reframed it as, you know, it can just be this, this moment of discovery, uh, creating it the same way it can be listening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, any other thoughts uh, on soundtracks that you wanted to share?
0: Yeah, um, and I don't. I I feel like I've gone very Star Wars heavy on this one, and I don't mean to. And I, well, and that I should might
1: be my influence.
0: <laughs> I should throw out a big. Um, I, I'll stay with the superheroes, but um, a lot of the Avengers soundtracks I have spent so much time listening to lately. In particular, a lot of the Alan Silvestri ones. So, just need to do a throw out there. But,
1: yeah, that av- initial Avengers theme has become extremely powerful, right? And the Captain America theme.
0: Yeah, the Captain America, the, the first Avengers um, Avenger, soundtrack is one that I've listened to a lot. But all of, I feel like throughout the entire MCU, they've just done such a great job of picking up themes and putting them down. And that could be its own podcast all by itself. <laughs> but sticking with Star Wars just for a second... I do want to call out one of my other favorites. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know, all of them, because we've talked about all of the Star Wars ones with John Williams. We've talked about Solo. Um, but I also want to call out Row One, and which is by Michael Giacchino. And I love that soundtrack. It is another one that, like, just grabbed me and shows a, a different world of um, Star Wars. And then just the... The pressure, and I, I know that there's another movie that somebody else had done the soundtrack to, and I don't know who that was, and I apologize. <laughs> I, I can will, explain I if I will want. caveat later, but okay. I want to hear your... But to be the person who comes in, and like, you've had John Williams, who we... I mean, we didn't meet... This isn't a John Williams podcast. This is a soundtrack podcast. We just keep talking about him. Um, but to come in with that giant of a person who's created all of these soundtracks... Um, And to be the person who comes in and has to be like, hey, you're doing the next one. And then specifically for his story, the original composer backed out. So he had something like three weeks, a month to do all of the composing for the first non Skywalker trilogy, uh, excuse me, Skywalker Saga movie. Yeah. And then with that kind of pressure, in like, the
1: first thought, John Williams. Yeah, yeah, like
0: just the sheer amount of pressure, and then to me, like that was um, one of my favorite soundtracks that year. I mean, and just period beyond that, like yeah. But in particular, like I just remember being so blown away by it and listening to it over and over and over again. Um, that, that I just can't. I since we're talking so much about Star Wars soundtracks, yeah, so like, I would feel bad for days if I didn't bring it up. Yeah, um, and just bring up. I mean, my goodness the sheer number of soundtracks that Michael Giacchino has created and has composed everywhere. Yeah. He's everywhere, Yeah. He's great.
1: Um, yeah. The Jeddah theme I really, really love. That's uh, mm-hmm. beautiful and haunting in for me, especially when I first saw Rogue One, my, my mind was on everything else in the music does a really good job of just in, in the exact right way disappearing because, you think you're feeling this, but you're actually hearing that. <laughs> right. You know? Um, so that was great for me when you were like, I really like this. Because there had been debate about, eh, "Yeah, Rogue One was great, but w- was the soundtrack anything special? And that was one where re- I enjoyed it. And I was like, yeah, it's good. Uh, the Jetta theme's great because that one popped out to me. But then when I just, in the car driving, just listened to it all the way through, like twice, uh, it was great to really separate it from the film. Mm-hmm. and just listen to the music to fully appreciate how great it is.
0: Yeah, and how much it's pulling up the nuances of the, that film, which has, there's so much to it and there's so much. I mean, I, I love the film also, but there's there's so many different layers and threads and some of them are so thin, you're pulling on little pieces of silk yeah, and then you're connecting it over here in the soundtrack and then it's coming over here and just, I to me, it's just a masterful score
1: yeah yeah absolutely great yeah and then i think the undersung composer uh is kevin kiner so kevin kiner uh composed uh, all of the music for the clone wars animated series uh for rebels and he's currently working on the bad batch and yeah this is like one of those uh, technically uh since the clone wars animated series started with the uh, theatrically released film the clone wars Technically, Kevin Kiner is the first person, non John Williams person, uh, to score, uh, but it is so that's just but that's just like a total technically, absolutely all that pressure was was on Rogue One. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole world wasn't going well, but technically, the Clone Wars was theatrically <laughs> released in two thousand eight. So there's the yes, absolutely doesn't take anything away from what you're saying that pressure was there for the Rogue One soundtrack in in that film and and it was hyped up much more of like. John Williams wasn't doing because John Williams yeah. came back and he did Force Awakens. Right. And then like every Star Wars movie after that is is he gonna do it or is some sad <laughs> unlucky person gonna have to try to follow him? So it was built up in the press too, totally right? Totally built know? up.
0: Yeah. Of like, oh can you imagine having to fill those shoes? Yeah. <laughs> Who would want to do that? Yeah.
1: What sad person's going <laughs> to drag their baton over there and yeah. try to do this? Yeah, yeah. what
0: person thinks they are worthy. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I do not mean this in any way of um I'm um, actually yeah. uh, but Kevin Kiner is amazing and I I I wish that more found fans of soundtracks were aware of him mm-hmm. uh, because a huge thing for him is that there was a mission with the Clone Wars animated series to be really experimental. And it is, it's, some of it is very Star Wars. Some of it, you know, in specific moments uses, you know, Williams, Star Wars themes. Um, but there's just some bizarre experimentation of like, really the Clone Wars goes from planet to planet to planet and culture to culture to culture. And he just, he's grabbing from everywhere in experimenting and trying to make it fit into Star Wars to do something different for this planet that's made of, you know, giant purple flowers and this planet that's all upside down rocks and this planet where, you know, the lemur looking people live and like he's he he has done so much and really, really well. So big shout out to Kevin Kiner.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I really, one thing that I hope as we move forward with our kind of ongoing changing media landscape and as there are, you know, there have always been fans of TV show soundtracks, right. um, which we have not really been talking about. But as those, as some of the lines between what is a TV show, what is a limited series, what is a movie—I mean, there are still lines. But as more people watch more things streaming, or, or you know, maybe we're going to go watch the Clone Wars in the theater, and you know, <laughs> all of that. I hope that it brings more of an appreciation to some of the. TV show th- um, soundtracks and themes that we've not talked about at all, right. which, you know, that's a whole separate thing to talk about.
1: Right. And there are names that you can, you know, from television who are extremely prolific. right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And think about all the, the you know, bits of music or theme songs or any of the above that, you know, from TV that have affected our lives.
1: Right. Yeah. Even just down to theme songs. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a whole yeah. That's
0: a whole thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that was some great uh, more thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely wonderful. Uh, I I guess I now can't go uh, a week without mentioning the film from 1955, The Man with the Golden Arm. <laughs> so I mentioned that's the one that I wanted to time travel back. But that was one other thing that I wanted to mention that is a, a soundtrack cue that sticks with me. Uh, the main character is really struggling to stay on the straight and narrow and can't and there's this theme that kicks in that's so powerful when he's like yeah i know i shouldn't do this but i'm gonna it's so great and so powerful and elmer bernstein nice yeah
0: nice yeah Yeah, we have left out so much goodness (laughs) because i mean movie musicals
1: i know i know Like
0: all like I mean, hello, how much was I talking about Silk Stockings on this last week? And I haven't even brought it up, which has one of my favorite songs Well about we can,
1: stereophonic sound. Oh, we can just do a whole episode on stereophonic sound for sure. But we could we could do an episode about uh, musicals, musical yeah. songs, because we did an episode about musicals. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did.
0: But, but there's so many. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it goes on and on. There's so many from, you know, kind of, I feel like 60s and 70s. Film soundtracks that have really influenced me because they influenced a lot of the people around me, so I didn't necessarily realize how much mm. they were influencing me. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So many so many more examples to have next time we talk about film soundtracks.
1: Excellent. Well we will be back. That's but right. for now, can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with soundtracks?
0: <laughs> Sorry, that was me laughing. Not that was not my noise. Um, I'm gonna I'm yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> Is that your noise? Yeah.
0: No, nope, no. Nope. I was, I was collecting myself. I just okay. needed a moment. Okay.
1: Wow. Wow. That that was a a, a large uh, emotional uh, dynamic range. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, do you want to elucidate? Uh, do you want to describe that, or do you want to just let people feel it?
0: Um. You know, I was going to elucidate, but I'm just going to let people feel it because <laughs> it was a sound and that would be the correct response to soundtrack is see how it makes you feel.
1: <laughs> exactly. All right. So how are you feeling about your obsession level? Uh scale of uh, one to 10, one being the lowest, 10 being the highest. Where do you feel like you're at?
0: I feel like I'm at an eight and I can't wait until I'm a full 10.
1: Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. This is. I think soundtracks are a pretty great obsession because you can work them into your life right mm-hmm. uh some obsessions like okay if you wanted to learn to be a great uh jazz saxophone player <laughs> you have to specifically make time for that mm-hmm. soundtracks uh, can fill into lots of different spaces in our life and it's great
0: yeah well and i will say i mean if i had a different set of skill set different set of skills i would absolutely want to explore the idea of being a film composer but that is not remotely the set of skills that i have so it has never been on the table so instead i just get to enjoy the fruit of all of that hard work which is perhaps even better for me
1: okay well we do have a keyboard now so uh i might uh, (laughs) see if you're willing to uh, create like just a little ditty for morning rising (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something else. Oh, again. I
0: was gonna I I don't know if I want to compete with John Williams. I mean okay. since he's the one who's gonna compose that now.
1: Well, yes. We'll see. If John Williams doesn't do it, then uh, then I think you should give it a card. <laughs> uh you wanna plug where people can find you? Ah,
0: uh, yes, you can find me on Instagram these days at Scrim Street.
1: Excellent. Here's some quick uh, plugs for this show. Then our final questions. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host. That is called Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums and stuff, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com, and you can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. All right, final questions. If you could have a magic bag and pull any food from it, what would be in your magic bag?
0: Wow. Um, Blueberries.
1: Oh, yeah. You're a big fan of blueberries. Yeah. Would you just want them, uh, I was going to say raw. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right yeah, term. Just raw blueberries. Mm-hmm. You don't want them in pies or anything?
0: Nope. Just blueberries.
1: Just a big handful of blueberries. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, and if you could visit the moon with no spacesuit without dying, what would you want to do on the moon?
0: Wow. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. This is, so, this is my first go for a walk.
1: now would you try to go for a big bouncy walk or would you try to stay kind of low to the moon's ground oh
0: what a good point um yeah i would i would want to play with that i'm gonna take i'm gonna go for a walk and it's gonna turn into a little dance experiment
1: i was gonna say if you start bouncing you're gonna start dancing
0: (laughs) i'm gonna start bouncing i'm gonna start rolling around on the moon ground it's gonna be great
1: (laughs) i want to visit the moon I want, uh, I'm not sure about all of the implications, but if humans ever live on the moon, I want us to call everything moon things. Like oh. I want us to drink our moon coffee out of our moon <laughs> mugs and listen to our moon soundtracks.
0: <laughs> I like we,
1: it. While we do our moon taxes.
0: Yeah, talking into our moon microphones.
1: Exactly. Oh, a happy day. Uh, speaking of which, what is happiness?
0: Wow, talk about forgetting. Uh, happiness <laughs> happiness is... Um, Finding the soundtrack that
1: sings to you. Ah, that is a very good, very appropriate answer. Thank you uh, so much for listening to the podcast, everyone. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed.
0: Okay, so I have a question for you. What activity, if you could have somebody write a soundtrack to a specific activity, what would you choose?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I think uh, if somebody could write the perfect music for memorizing lines, <laughs> it's not something I've been doing as much lately, uh, but it was, it was coming to mind because the other day I was remembering a couple of times where I have uh, written a one person show and then I've gotten a little tight on memorizing it and I can't, I can memorize just sitting down, especially if it's like dialogue back and forth with another person. Great. But if it's like an hour of speaking by myself, I can't memorize it sitting down. And I have had some shows where I'm so sore because I spent the entire day pacing in order to memorize. And that popped into my mind because like, would music help that sense of movement that mm. I need to get words into my brain? Love it. Yeah. So please, John Williams, Morning Rising. Rising. And Memorize Your Lines. (laughs) Two great new songs.